You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Blue Wire Podcasts. Welcome in, everybody, to this OBR film breakdown and all eyes on Cleveland crossover event for game day of your Cleveland Browns against the Miami Dolphins. Before we get to today's show, we're going to go ahead and talk about our presenting sponsor, which is FanDuel, which is getting ready and gearing up for the launch of Ohio sports betting on 1-1 of 2023. A reminder, use the promo code OBR, which is a fantastic promo code to get $100 in free bets. All you have to do is download that FanDuel sports Sportsbook top-rated app, safe, secure, super easy to use. Using the promo code OBR, you will get that $100 in free bets. You must be 21 and present in Ohio. Born uh, Bonus is issued in a non-withdrawable free bet that expires seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, which is, again, at the turn of the new year. Unique user identity verification is required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Welcoming in Brad Ward, we're going to launch up what we do for every single Cleveland Browns game day, which is talk about what's going on in today's game, Blue Wire Special Crossover Edition, All Eyes on Cleveland, OBR Film Breakdown presented by FanDuel. Brad, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. That was impressive, Jake. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, I could not be more excited for the first of the year, to be honest. I'm super excited about betting uh, and... I know I sound like a degenerate, but I can't wait for it to get here. Yeah, we do it on this show every Sunday, right? Or every game day, that is. So uh, we try to give it. I feel like we've actually been pretty decent. I haven't tracked these things, Brad, but I feel like we've given people some winners. So I agree. As, as, as we turn the corner into the new year, you'll be able to do that and not have to text your buddy in another state and send him some money. We can do this here in Ohio and $100 in free bets. Everybody should take advantage of it. Uh, shifting for to sure. today's game. One, uh, uh, you know, whenever you're listening to this, whether you're listening to it in, in, on Saturday night or Sunday morning, one o'clock kick, CBS, Gumbo Archuleta. This is going to be a familiar broadcasting crew, Brad. And this should be a listen, it should be a pretty good game. Browns coming off a bye, Dolphins coming off three straight wins, feeling pretty good about themselves. Everything's in line to have a pretty good Sunday kickoff. And really, again, the Browns have had nothing but even though they haven't been on the winning side of these enough, they're, they're great games so far this year. They have. It's, uh, been on the uh, edge of my seat for every one of these except for except for one really and that, that was still even rather close with the onside kick and everything referencing yeah. the Patriots game yeah yeah that, that they've all been really good so for this one we're talking about Miami you're talking about weather it's 82 sunny is the is the forecast a little heat humidity I think there's about a 10 mile per hour breeze but it's always a factor right it is it is uh it's it's Miami. The humidity is unique. The area is unique. It's a, one of the rare advantages late in the season from teams going north to south is is this uh, supreme weather humidity thing. And I would say, as I talked to a Dolphins guest, to Mike Oliva, earlier this week, Brad, that I think the Browns are in a little bit of a good spot because it hasn't turned frigid cold. Now, like today, got little like it got cold here in Ohio Saturday, but they haven't really dealt with frigid cold yet. So they're not really acclimated. The weather was actually un unseasonably warm uh, for the most part this week. 
It has been uh, 70s, uh, you know, very warm weather This for this late in the year. The, the different thing about this is day games in Miami, that stadium, it'll get really hot down on the field at times, especially when, like, it's going to be sunny and, like, like you said, a high 82. It's going to get really hot down there, and the home sideline uh, is in the shade as they should do, uh, and the uh, away sideline is right in the sun uh, for the majority of the game. So that is a factor uh, for sure. I've heard people talk about it and reference it in a couple different interviews this week. So definitely a factor. Uh, have the oxygen tanks ready, all that good stuff, I think. Yeah, they will have depth tested in this one. Yeah, oxygen tanks, whether they are able to put up some sort of shaded spots on that sure. sideline, Will yeah. certainly be a fascinating thing to pay attention to, uh, as I know, like like we said, it is, uh, it's a unique setup down there in South Beach when when you get guys down there who have come from maybe some of the up north teams, and that's why it's interesting. The Patriots, I, I talked to some people. The Patriots were gassed when they went down. We know the Bills almost doubled them in plays, but couldn't get a win in that game because just mistakes were made. Right? It's 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 not a when you're going somewhere in November into the heat, and it's not it's not ridiculous. It's only 82, but 82 compared to what some of the people are dealing with in the northern part of the country does become a factor. So we'll we'll have to lock in and pay attention to whether that's a big uh, impact on the game or not. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a while, though, since the Browns have gone down to Miami. I think that, like, 2017, 16. So the last time they got together was 19. Brad, talk to me about the all-time series and uh, what you found where, where these two teams sit uh, is it's not a long history of games between two teams that have been around for a while. No, this will be their 19th meeting. It'll, uh, it's kind of a rubber match there at nine to nine tied, uh, all time. Uh, dolphins have won two of the last three. However, the Browns, if you recall, won 41, 24 at home and first energy in 2019. And that crazy year, uh, it was uh, one of the few good days uh, <laughs> for the offense that year. Uh, if I if I recall correctly, uh, I think OBJ and Jarvis each caught a touchdown pass. It was a uh, it was a good day uh, for the Browns' offense as they won forty one twenty four. They need um they listen that could be the type of final score that they win this game by right yeah. if if they're mm-hmm. able to it's going to be high scoring no matter what and and when we talk about high scoring we're going to talk about some prop bets is what we do here. Uh, if you paid attention earlier in the week, I had Henry Ettinger on from Blue Wire, who does great stuff over there. He does hedging Henry bets. He gave you some some, some things he liked about this game, which was the uh, spread he was into for the Browns, which is not normal for him. He just really likes them getting the points in this road game. I think some fascinating stuff here is receiving yards. I think you and I have been pretty successful on the receiving yard numbers this year, Brad. Uh, we like in this one, Kareem Hunt over 15 and a half. It smells like a team ready to come out and use a screen game after they have not used the screen game very much in, in uh, the last few weeks, three weeks, actually month. They haven't used it a ton, so it's uh, it feels like a game where Kareem could get some action in that regard. And then uh, alarmingly, they only have Amari Cooper at 65 and a half, yet they have some passing yards here. They think that, that, that Jacoby is going to have a 225-yard passing game. And if David Njoku is not playing, Brad, my friend, where, where are those yards coming from? So 65 and a half. Totally uh, agree. It seems like an extremely low number and a really good opportunity at uh, minus one thirteen that you can take Amari Cooper's line because he's been he's been crushing that for a while. And then the other one that I thought was particularly interesting was down here in game specials. I like to throw a dart throw. Uh, I think those are pretty fun. So the game specials has a Jacoby Brissett and Tua Tagovailoa uh, to combine for six hundred plus passing yards and six uh, six touchdowns. I think that's a really good 
number considering both pass defenses are not particularly special. And we think that both teams are going to be on the field running a bunch of plays and it could be a high scoring game. And I think it's a fun little plus 1900 dart throw that you could put out there if you wanted to. Um, but man, if you want to get super particular again, this is juicy here, Brad. I found this one while we were, we were, uh, uh, talking. So the Tyree kill to score the first touchdown and Amari Cooper to score the second touchdown. Doesn't seem Ooh. crazy at all to me. No, right. You get no. plus 7,000 on those odds. And you can do some similar stuff with Nick Chubb to score the first touchdown. Jeff Wilson, the recently acquired running back for Miami, score the second touchdown. That's plus 6,500. You could wow. get it flipped. Nick to score the second. Jeff Wilson to score the first. So, yeah, you're getting some uh, some some juicy numbers there if you want to throw some dart throws. I like putting five, ten bucks on those. So those are all the opportunities for gambling numbers we think are of particular interest. A uh, special shout out to FanDuel who is sponsoring this podcast and doing some special stuff for us with $100 in free bets using that promo code OBR. Check that out. Take advantage. We are going to run one quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have Brad Nice keys to victory for a, a game that the Browns really, really need. We'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So we talked about how bad they need this game, Brad. They, they could use it in the worst way because if they get this one, they launch to four and five. It's all right there, right? Like, it's all right there. You play the Bills, who are sort of going through this weird Josh Allen elbow situation, a very vulnerable Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. And then you get Deshaun Watson back and the spark of energy that can come with that. Even though, again, I, I think I'm a little less certain on how that's going to go because Jacoby's just been so good and we didn't right. expect it. But nonetheless, we've all been sort of focusing in on how the schedule does ease up at that Houston game week 11 mark. So there's a ton to play for here. This game could be a swing game. And and to your point earlier, you talked about this, Brad, this is a Miami team living off of reputation and fear almost because of these two speedsters. They're not blowing teams out and they are certainly more than beatable. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I just think that it's real. They're very trendy right now. You know, Mike McDaniels is all the rage. Uh, everybody wants to talk about this offense, but if you look at results, results based only, you know, in the last three, right? Uh, you know, they beat Pittsburgh 16-10 in an ugly game. The first game, Tua was back from injury. You kind of got to split up their seasons in thirds, right? Because they had three with Tua, three without, they lost them all, and then three when he came back. So they're undefeated with Tua when he starts and finishes the game. But 16-10 Pittsburgh uh, tried to throw an interception four times. Pittsburgh dropped all four of them. Uh, and then they beat the Lions 31-27 and the Bears 35 uh, 32. So not really had impressive two chances to go down and win that. Yeah. Game they had two chances to win it. Um, to your point, you know, the doll, I, I believe the lions were up really early on them. 21 yeah. points on them early and didn't score a second half point. Not that that's a formula. We've seen the Browns avoid all the time where they jump out and kind of falter late, but this is not a team that we should, I, I'm hoping the Browns feel the same. I'm sure they do. The Browns are in almost every single game. This is a game that they should be in. It's a game they should be competing well in. And I think it's like, you know, you talk about the NFL's weird outcomes every week. This one sniffs, passes the sniff test to me. It's certainly a game where, you know, if the Browns are hungry and they capitalize on some early opportunities, they they really can win this game because, yeah, Tua's 
an efficient quarterback this year. He's playing uh, to, to one of the higher PFF graded passing grades. But if he has to really throw it downfield constantly and challenge the deep portions of the field, that's where that arm of his is not entirely too accurate. So uh, if, if the Browns can, like you said, we're going to talk about keys of victory here in a second, can put it in his lap late in the game, I'll be interested to see if he can overcome that. And I feel like that's a pretty good situation for them to be in if they can maintain drive. So we'll jump into our three keys, Brad. And uh, the first one for me is long drives. I think that the the, the best offense, uh, sorry, defense for Miami is keeping that offense on the sideline. So can the Browns come up with drives that are of the 10 to 15 play variety that also yield touchdowns? You don't, you're going to take ripped off long touchdowns if you can get them. Don't get me twisted here. But yeah. I think if you can have where, oh, Miami only had like three possessions in the first half, like that's the outcome you're looking for because the Browns controlled it. And I think in this game, you and I have said so many things about the formula this year, right? Where it's the, yeah. the 10 to 15 more plays and 10 minutes more of time of possession. They need that to, to be a lock this week. They have to have it. And I think that they have the ability to do some things throwing and running that should keep drives open. Alex Van Pelt mentioned earlier this week that a key for them was getting drives, sorry, third downs and third and six or less because they're converting them to the highest clip in the NFL if they're in third and six or less. So, keeping drives where they they keep the third downs manageable and and turn those maybe a a two series uh sorry a two you know get one first down and punt into no we we parlayed that on a third and five we completed a couple third downs that resulted in a 13 play touchdown drive they need they need some of that here they need Miami to be disjointed offensively on the sideline for me so that's a huge huge part of this game obviously yeah totally agree got to extend drives too i mean it, you know they can't go through it happened in Cincinnati early where they went through a couple real quick three and outs early in the game. You got to make sure you're extending drives for that ball control uh, against them. Uh, give your defense a time to rest, keep them off the field. Totally agree, Jake. Um, my first one is going to be, you know, take away the middle of the field. This is, I've been pounding this all, all week. They, so much of the two thirds of their passing yards are uh, between the numbers. Uh, they do so much stressing defenses horizontally um, with this speed, right? Like guys just running wide open, nobody in the frame on a lot of these passes that two is completing um, from what I was watching. So, you know, that is where they're finding a lot of their success. Um, you know, over the linebacker, before the safety, even in front of the linebackers, all over the middle, right? I think if you can, I talked about using Deion Jones a little bit here um, in that, you know, middle of the field stuff, uh, zone stuff to take some of that away. But if you pay a lot of attention to that and you can make Tua throw from the pocket outside the numbers i think that's a win for your defense so i'm saying take away the middle of the field as best as you can with the speed yeah i think i think that not only bottling them into the middle of the field but also being able to uh to to sort of keep them if they're if they're going to be middle of the field oriented trying to sort of keep everything collect i know you're going to talk about your second key which is tackling them it's fine to bring it in uh, and those portions of the field, but they can't create long plays off of them, which the, the, those two speedsters are so dangerous in that regard. Uh, I'll talk real quick about something I think on offense is going to be a problem, which is handling mug blitz stuff where, where teams have walked down the, the it's been consecutive weeks. The Patriots created two turnovers on the Browns with it. The Ravens created a sack, a huge third down sack and another chaos play off of it. And then uh, Miami or sorry, Cincinnati 
created the fumble right before halftime off of it. Their simulated pressure, their walk down mug front looks where there's three or four down linemen, but linebackers or safeties or DBs walk down into the line of scrimmage and it creates disorientation and protection. It creates overload blitzes and the Browns have struggled against those. I wanted to write something on it this week, but my life got really chaotic with a surgery, <laughs> so I couldn't write on it. But they have to handle this because Miami is one of the more frequent users of this stuff. Miami is a very aggressive uh, defense. They're not overly talented, and they're dealing with a lot of secondary injuries, especially at corner outside of Xavier Howard. So they're dealing with trying to create chaos plays, and I'm sure they're chomping at the bit to try to throw some of this at the Browns, and especially them knowing how Jacoby Brissett struggles with them, having firsthand account of Jacoby being in their organization last year. They're going to put that in the forefront, so they have to handle those in this game, and they have to create some plays off of it. Teams that have beat Miami have created some plays off of it. You can use RPOs. You can use running back designed routes. You get Your quarterback has to be a very snappy decision maker, and your protection has to be clean. So how the Browns spent the two weeks of bye week practice time organizing, getting themselves in the right positions in those – will be paramount because they'll be tested in, in this game. Yeah, Jake, this is a 10% of the time zero blitz team. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's crazy. Second most in the NFL, third most in the NFL on uh, total blitzes at like 37%. They are super aggressive. You've had two weeks to prepare for this. You've got to have stuff ready to offset that pressure. Because they've had they've had major issues with zero blitz and all that stuff. So. It just takes a couple mistakes in that look to, to really yep. hurt you. And it happened against New England. It happened against Baltimore, where it ended a drive, and then another one that created a strip sack. Like they just they have to be ready, right? Absolutely. Um, I got to have something ready for Tua, and uh, you've had plenty of time to be ready for this. You know they're going to run it. They do it every week, so uh, should be should should be in the plans, right? Um, my second one, Jake, is going to be. You have to tackle well against these guys. The yak is a major f- a part of uh, their passing game, right? So, and I'm going to steal this one. I heard somebody say it this week, and I don't know exactly who it was, but in baseball, they say make sure you keep doubles, doubles, right? You gotta, you gotta tackle well. You can't let a double turn into a home run or a double turn into a triple because you don't tackle well. Um, so they're going to move the ball. They're going to complete some passes, but you can't let them be backbreaking plays, you know, missing three, four tackles, Tyreek Hill running all over the field on you. If you get him in open field, you got to tackle him. It's got to happen. It's huge. Yeah. They're going to create plays, Brad. They're going to, they're going to get chunk plays. I have no doubt that the over on Waddle and, and Hill will happen, but you cannot let them turn a 110 yard game into a 185 yard game by your point there. They just can't, they cannot do that. So, uh, covering those guys is difficult enough. They cannot make the tackling portion of covering them a, a nightmare as well. So they have to show up in that regard if they want to win the game. Otherwise, you're going to let Miami score some touchdowns that they don't earn. They're going to earn plenty. You can't let them get plays that they don't earn, uh, to your point. So good stuff, Brad. Lastly, for me, it's I think on defense they have to create two chaos plays. You talked about the Pittsburgh game where the four interceptions were right in people's hands. Tua is not uh, um, uh, totally – uh, I think he's still top 10 in the NFL in turnover-worthy plays this year. He is not avoiding all of that. He is still making mistakes, and I think this offensive line for Miami is still not as as uh, solid of, on a foundation. Obviously, Toronto Armstead, their left tackle, do the Browns move Miles? Do they create some situations where Miles gets some rush opportunities against you know lesser talented players? Uh, they have to create two chaos plays. That's a that's an interception and a fumble. They have to create two turnovers, in my opinion, to win this game, and two chaos plays – can mean anything, but I think largely I'm looking at can you create some turnovers and extra possessions and get Miami off the field? I think that's what 
they have to do. If they don't create two truly chaotic defensive plays, I don't see them winning this game, Brad. So that's a huge part for me. Can they create some chaotic defensive outcomes? I hope so, man. I think they can. I do. Um, you know, I, I've talked a lot about how, you know, we talked about it too, about how we, I thought this defense was kind of geared to, uh, geared to stop teams like this, right? Initially, you know, points are way down in the NFL and it kind of backfired on the Browns early, but this defense was assembled to stop the high powered offense. So let's see what they can do here. Right. Let's see um, what they can do. What's your last one? My last one is going to be the Browns are going to need, you know, outside of Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, no Njoku, right? You're going to need a 100-yard receiver, uh, I believe. Uh, you're going to need somebody to have a, a big day. Uh, I like Amari Cooper for it. I think he, uh, you know, you mentioned him in the prop bet portion, but uh, the last time he faced off against Xavier Howard, he cooked him uh, pretty nicely. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, you can go to my, uh, Twitter timeline if you want to see the highlights from that. Uh, but, uh, I like, uh, him for it, but it doesn't really matter if it's Peoples Jones, if it's, uh, doesn't matter who it is, but I think you need a hundred yard receiver, uh, on Sunday. Um, if you're going to, if you're going to win this one. Have to, they have to create big plays uh, on both sides of the football. Uh, I don't think this is a nickel and dime affair. I mean, don't get me wrong, up and down the football field on offense, long drives will be great, but they're going to have to create some chunk plays. Even if you do some long drives, create some chunk plays. This is a great test for the Browns uh, against an up-and-coming offense, an up-and-coming organization in Miami. It should be a really fun game. One o'clock kick. Make sure you're tuned in. We will have pregame, postgame coverage at the OBR, and then all the written content you could love before and after the game covered, and then throughout the week with Twitch slash YouTube shows as well. So continue to check that out. Brad Ward, All Eyes on Cleveland, Jake Burns, OBR Film Breakdown. Thank you again to our presenting sponsor at FanDuel. Have a fantastic Saturday night or Sunday morning whenever you're listening to this. Hopefully this results in a Cleveland Browns win. We'll keep our fingers crossed because they desperately need it launching into the second half of their season. Again, thanks for being here and listening, guys. Have a great day and go Browns.